point is, the end result is the same. Duty calls. I have searched the world over before you. That is so cool. You guys all just have this really tight bond. Just call me the computer whisperer. He seemed so nice and normal. You don't want to come back to my place? That smell makes me nauseous. I thought it was going to be a slow night. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Can we go now? Hey, welcome to Beer with Buffy, everybody. I'm Josh. And I'm Rex. And it's another dry episode here on Beer with Buffy, just drinking up that sweet, sweet, but also sugar-free ginger beer by Reed's, <sighs> who's not paying us at all yet. The moment I get that message, man, I'm oh, yeah. on it. <laughs> I'm going to be right there like shit on Velcro. Aw, <laughs> uh, yes. Coming at you again from one of my places of employment, a creepy old opera house. It's good times. <laughs> and the audio came out so great last week, we thought we'd do it again. Why not? Also, my apartment is still not in a position to be able to have recording in yet. So. Yeah. You know, there's that. Well, for fuck's sake, Rex, get your shit together. I'm working on it. Get a doodle do <laughs> and fucking doodle do. Anyway. Well. Did... <laughs> God. No, you were going to make a joke about a doodle do. I need to hear it. I. I, get, I didn't have anything clever. Oh, okay. Anyway, today on Beer with Buffy, we are reviewing Season 5, Episode 18, Intervention. That's right, everybody. It's that episode. Yeah. The one you've all been waiting for. Mm-mm, good. It's so good. <laughs> anyway. It's not the one that I'm dreading. So, uh, isn't it? No. Okay. It, this all is right. the one. That one comes later. All right. Well, uh, obviously, more on that. That's what the yeah. entire episode is about. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're going to shamelessly plug ourselves. No, not like that. You are gross, River Crystal Sam. <laughs> we don't have those kinds of toys here yet. <laughs> Meanwhile, we have to settle for simply verbally plugging ourselves. Verbally plugging ourselves and telling you that you need to go onto iTunes and review us. It's the best way that you can yes. su support us. Because it supports the algorithm, which yep. controls everybody's lives, just like <laughs> unfortunately credit scores. Welcome to this hap hap happy dystopian nightmare. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> oh, housing is really hard to find, and it's kind of a basic human need. Yeah. Oh, how's everybody feel about that? You know, my partner and I got really lucky with our apartment in that it is under the current market rate for housing in this area, huh. but like. And it is a pretty nice apartment. The The downside is, is that some of the walls have lots of cracks in the plaster. And the... the so some of the walls have demons in them. <laughs> the, and insects, the floor, but, you know, next to demons, who really cares? The, there's a spot in the floor uh, that encompasses a corner of the living room and... Uh, half of one of the bedrooms that is noticeably sloping. If you're not <laughs> is aware... That all? <laughs> if you're not paying enough attention when you're walking from that bedroom into the living room, you actually will have a moment where you feel like maybe you're drunk because the floor like kind of moves under you. That sounds a like bit. a nice yeah. cheap thrill to me. I think you should sell <laughs> tickets. Monetize that shit. Maximize your resources but we're really and happy potential. With the apartment. Oh, I'm happy for you. I am. I'm very <laughs> I don't know how to be happy anymore. Right. I yeah. lost it. I lost it a long time ago. I'm a little bit numb. A little bit. Uh, almost kind of like Buffy. It's almost like I empathize or 
what's the word? Uh, identify. Yeah. Is yeah. Something like that. Anyway. Anyway. We uh, <laughs> we do have voicemails, but boy, God, gosh, golly, darn it, shit, we just can't stop waiting till the last minute and taking forever <laughs> to get started on this shit. Yeah. I'm not directly blaming you. It's mostly me. I know that. <laughs> um, I'm still going to tack a we onto there. Hey, sometimes it's me. Because Sometimes it's me. We're recording today because of me yesterday. I feel so. like the French would appreciate it. Oui, oui. <laughs> anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, we do have a list of executive doodle-doos. There you go. Finally getting around to that doodle-doo. Yes. Fuck it. <laughs> Our list of executive doodle-doos are as follows. Kristen Dulcinea, Rachel Gregory, Rachel Doodle-Doo, D. Scharinghausen, Club E Seal, Mr. Tabalicious, Sandra Craig, Jay Sommer, Christina, Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V Man, Garbage Day. Huh. I have no idea who that was before then. Scarlet Choi, Janella Lindauer, Bad at Changing Their Name Heaps. Still holding on to that title. K Fro Horse Dildo with BWB logo gnome. <laughs> Mr. Big Floppy Halibut, Methuen DeBurr, Kelly MC, Jesse Rain, Alex from the Heart, and Carrie Phillips. Thank you so much. Without all of you, this show literally is not possible. Yeah. You heard the man. Yes. All right. I, I refuse to make chicken noises. Whew. All right, I got enough chicken noises for everybody. <laughs> oh, my God. Quote of the day, not from this TV show. <laughs> Game of Thrones, I almost posted it on Facebook and then thought better of it. It's only from season four, so it's not like I'm spoiling anything. The Hound. You don't seem to understand the situation. I understand that if any more words come pouring out your cunt mouth, I'm going to have to eat every fucking chicken in this room. I do not remember the context of that. <laughs> oh, he's uh, he's fighting the guy that killed Arya's friend with her own sword. Or he's getting he's leading up to it. The guy doesn't know who he doesn't recognize Arya and he doesn't remember uh, that it was her sword. And so he doesn't understand why the hound is being so difficult. <laughs> And he's only asking for a chicken, and then he asks for two chickens, and the guy's like, I don't think you understand the situation here. <laughs> there it is. I, you know, I I know a lot of people don't like the C word, but the British just throw it around like it's spaghetti and toothpaste <clears throat> and lollipops. I None of those get Trust thrown. me, those get thrown around all the time. Okay. Trust me. Yeah. And <laughs> I mean, and in this case, the guy was, you know, a murderous douchebag. I, I had to stop and laugh for like 10 minutes the other day when I when I rewatched that episode. And that's the end of my story. I think it's time for a mom synopsis then, right? Oh, thank God. I get to keep talking. <laughs> Joshua. It's your favorite thing, Josh. <laughs> what are you doing, Joshua? Mom. What are you doing here? Oh, Joshua, who's this nice little girlfriend that you've got there? Oh, she's so cute. Who? Oh, oh her. Uh, she's my uh, uh, friend. Uh, we were just going to go shopping for uh, uh, macaroni. 
Oh, I love macaroni and cheese, Joshua. What brand is her favorite? Kraft? She looks crafty to me, Joshua. <laughs> oh, she was a craft, all right. Everything's fine. Well, don't let me get in your way, Joshua. Oh, oh, oh my. Is, is it customary for her to be so, um, touchy? She must be foreign. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> Very foreign. Made in Japan. <laughs> really? <laughs> she doesn't look Japanese. Ah, <laughs> oh, well, hey, I mean, <laughs> you never know who's what anymore these days. Am I right or am I right? <sighs> well, I think I do a wonderful job of judging people by what they look like, Joshua. <laughs> For instance, our neighbors are very... Okay, I'm just going to stop you right there, Mom, because today on Buffy the Vampire Slayer, <laughs> Buffy tells Giles she's emotionally numb, so he sends her on a spiritual quest in the desert to get some answers about love. Meanwhile, Gloria is stepping up her search for the key now that she knows it's a human and that they are close to Buffy. Cringy hilarity ensues, coincidentally, when Spike procures himself a custom sex bot from Warren that looks just like Buffy. Glory's henchmen and the Scooby gang all mistake the sex bot for Buffy, so Glory overestimates Spike's value to Buffy, and the gang worries greatly about her mental health because... Ew. <laughs> Buffy returns from her quest and learns Glory has captured Spike, who does in fact know that Dawn is the key. So they scramble to find him and manage to rescue him, but not without destroying the Buffy bot. Buffy interrogates Spike, posing as the Buffy bot to make sure he didn't squeal, and he really didn't. The end. Yeah. So succinct. Hooray! Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed little creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, down, down. Yep, I take a plot line and I cut out literally everything that's interesting. <laughs> or the other way around. I forget. You want to know what's not interesting? Doing the dishes. <laughs> that's true. I don't know. Giles seems to get something out of it. Uh, you know, maybe he does. Maybe he does. Because we start off with Buffy's kitchen, which is now Buffy's kitchen. I'm curious to see... If he were to take Dawn up on her offer to uh, clean the garage, if he would, in fact, feel indispensable. Maybe. 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 But yeah, he's helping with the dishes after dinner. He also cooked. How about yeah. that? Yeah. You know, in my house growing up, if you cooked, you didn't have to do the dishes. I knew you were going to bring that up. That's why I cook. Well, and she did. <laughs> I, I also know that. <laughs> Um, but the that's because that's you're not half the man that Giles is. <laughs> he wants his cake and he wants to wash the dishes, too. I fucking hate doing the dishes and it makes me a good cook. Yeah, dishes suck. <laughs> um, but, you know, good for Giles. Good for Buffy. Good for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, so she's like, yeah, you don't need to do the dishes. But Giles is a huge overachiever and an amazing emotional support librarian. <laughs> um then Buffy sends Dawn to get her old dishes from a room before they get furry enough that they have to name them. Dawn's like, hey, that only happened once when I was five. Giles is not an emotional support librarian. He's an emotional support shop owner. Oh, yeah. He he graduated. Yeah. Hmm. I forgot. 
<laughs> I did like the bit with the growing fur and having to name them. That was, that was enjoyable. Not quite quote of the day, but it was an enjoyable Which one. reminds me, uh, I'm really sorry, Alex. We were supposed to name your cats today. We'll get around to it when we have the spoons. Eventually. Yeah. It'll happen someday. It'll happen. I, pr- I promise. Yes. So, Giles takes the moment of privacy with Buffy to ask how she's doing. And she says, yeah, I'm all right. But obviously, you know. For her mom being dead. Right. I mean, shit is difficult to deal with. And, you know, you got to kind of figure out how to move on. And she's doing what she can. And yeah, to me, it seems like her and Don are kind of getting their heads together. They seem to have a pretty good rapport going between the two of them. Yeah. And they're coming down off of the, the worst of it. Yeah. Yeah. It, like Giles says, it'll get better. Yeah. Not what, Not really what she wants to hear, but... She's like, oh, yeah, well, it has to, implying yeah. there's really nowhere left to go but up, which is kind of sad. But she starts to express how she's actually feeling very uneasy about the slaying when Giles brings up her returning to training. Yeah, she wants to take um, a bit of a break. Well, in her entire point, I can definitely see what she's what she's getting at here because she's worried that... Uh, being the slayer is making her emotionally closed off and too hard and too serious. Yeah, and it makes perfect sense where she's coming from that uh, she would think that in order to be an ideal slayer, you have to dehumanize yourself in order right. to be okay with the constant killing and training. And yeah, that's that's demoralizing. And, you know, she quotes her failed relationship with Riley. And the struggles she had with, you know, connecting with Dawn right when her mom died. And she's also worried about, you know, did her mom really know if she cared kind of thing. I also think it's important to note that Giles tries to launch into, oh, Buffy, it's completely normal to be emotionally numb in times of grief. And she's like, no, it's been going on for way longer than that. Yeah. So, like, she's worried that her mom didn't even know how much she loved her because she couldn't hardly say the words to her and doesn't feel like she said them enough. And so she tries to say them to Giles right here now. And then he's like, well, uh, you know what? I just thought of a quest (laughs) that happens to be in the Watcher Diaries. First, her bringing this up to Giles, she's doing it in a way that feels genuine and thought out. This isn't like just some spur of the moment, I'm terrible sort of Oh, this thing. has been clunking around in her head for a yeah. long time. And But more importantly, though, Giles is hearing her and taking it seriously. Yeah, he doesn't push the issue. He's not like, oh, no, I think you really need to go back into training, Buffy. That's what's best right. for you. I'm going to Wesley this all over the place. Yeah, but he he offers up this this kind of quest journey thing out in the desert. Uh, to help kind of, I don't know, align her mojo, so to speak. Yeah, help her get some answers. It sounds like, you know, a good idea because... Oh, mentioned- it might help her regain focus. Yeah. That's what he says. Um, He makes mention that it's something that has come up a few times in the uh, Watcher's Diaries. It sounds like a really good idea. Buffy's hesitant about it because, you know, she doesn't want to leave Dawn alone. Right. Which, you know... Which Dawn immediately shoots down and she's like, shut the fuck up, Buffy. You're all up in my shit. Get the fuck out. And Buffy gets super weird and she's like, I love you, Dawn. Like, no, I really love you. And she's like, uh, 
<laughs> she Don replies with, "Okay, that's getting weird now." And weird love is better than no love. Yeah, that that's one of my quotes of the day. Weird love is better than no love. You know, I it's hard to disagree with that. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Huh. And Don takes it um, ultimately rather well and yeah. returns the sentiment. Doggosh. Cut yeah, to. They're, uh, they're very supportive. They are. It, it, yeah. I was very happy with that. It's like they're sisters or something. Yeah. And it's like they don't hate each other. Neat. And it's like they have shared trauma. Right. Hmm. <laughs> it's amazing what shared <laughs> trauma can do to bring people together. Yeah. Cut to Warren's apartment or house or whatever. Yeah, whatever. Warren's place. Um, he won't be there long. <laughs> he wants to get the fuck out. Spike is collecting on his order for a Buffy sex bot. Yes. Uh, He's a little on the skeptical side of whether it will do all the things that he wants it to do. Does it have all the programming and the multifunctionality? Oh, I make sure that it's got all the extra programming. Yes. Which sounds like they're implying sex programs. Well, yeah. But I don't think those are considered extra to Warren. I think those are pretty fucking primary. Right. <laughs> so what I think by extra, he means... The programs that make her actually pseudo sort of act like Buffy, like the friendship programs that right. we see later. Yeah. And the slaying program. Yeah. But, maybe. you know, we we know based on the previous episode, I forget her name, um, the robot girl episode, that he already knew how to make the robot fight. Right. Pretty well. Like she was a challenge for Buffy. Yeah. So, eh, that's an easy step. Who knows? It. I'm just glad that he didn't make her super jealous right like he did his girlfriend right but you know he's all skeptical about it and everything and then she ends up kissing him and he's like oh she'll do oh that'll do pig get the <laughs> fuck out yeah uh warren's pretty keen to fuck off they they weren't paying him enough to have be there the whole scene <laughs> <laughs> he was in this scene so little i almost suspect that he did it quid pro quo Maybe. or not quid pro quo Rather, um, pro bono. Yeah, maybe. I always get those mixed up. And yet they mean very different things. I know, right? <laughs> kind of similar in a way. Anyway, Spike's worried that she looks too plastic. And then she kisses him and he just doesn't give a shit. Because, you know, she is actually being played by Sarah Michelle Gellar. So, um, he's hooked. Yeah, he's hooked. Opening, Opening sequence. Credits. Glory's Lair. Yeah. That's where we are now. Okay, so Glory is worried that Ben is getting stronger, I guess. Quote of the day here, though, she says to Jinx, he stabbed you in your body. <laughs> I just, I, I really like that phrasing. <laughs> right in your body. <laughs> I didn't catch that one. That's, that is fun. But that, that's like how if I have a day where I wake up really sore, I'm like, my everything hurts. Right. Yeah. Yep. I'm a fan. I'm a fan. So, yeah, Glorian Jinx and his brood are doing their worshipping her while she waxes evil thing. They make uh, very uncreative toady comments, as per usual. And she doesn't even get on them about it. Like, she must be off her game. And I think they're all just completely running out of ideas. And she's doing her usual psychopathic thing where she... For instance, actually pokes Jinx in his stab wound right. in the same breath as having pity for him and bemoaning <laughs> her other half, Ben, stabbing him there. 
Personally, it, I thought that was fucking hilarious. It is kind of funny. <laughs> like, we don't actually give a shit about Jinx. He is oh, just no. a whipping boy, and she's just a psychopath. So it's it's kind of fun. Anyway, this whole scene really just kind of serves to recap the current state of affairs right. and establish what they intend to do this episode. Which is spy on everyone. Yeah, because now that they know that the key is a human being and that the key is close to Buffy, therefore... If we just spy on Buffy, we're going to find the key. My my favorite part, though, is when she says to her minions, look for someone new. Mm. And it's like, ooh, the monks were smart. The monks were smart. Yeah. Because, yeah. From their perspective, Dawn's not new. Exactly. Right? Exactly. And Spike kind of relatively is. I mean, uh, uh, we'll get there. They, the the minions missed that part of the directive, I guess. Yeah. And uh, I can't help but wonder when she's like, if you love me, you'll find them <laughs> or you'll find the key. And they're like, oh, and I can't tell if they're just if they just fear for their lives and they're great actors or they've got some weird, gross, highly dysfunctional connection to her. They're, they're minions in a cult, dude. Why not both? Who, Why not? Who, who, the, no, who the hell knows? Minions like, in a cult. Good yeah. answer. What have we got for him, Johnny? The desert. Nothing. Anyway, the desert. So welcome to the desert, where, where? Uh, Giles pulls out some supplies, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> some fries, motherfucker. <laughs> and those are the only ones I can think of. <laughs> well, it's based off All of rise, surprise, mother- motherfucker. Yeah. All rise, motherfucker. All rise. <laughs> oh, my God. I fucking love that video so goddamn much. It's so good. It's, it's so, so good. It's so good. Yeah. Everybody, just Google surprise, motherfucker. Yeah. And you'll find it. <laughs> maybe I'll remember to share it when we release this. Anyway. Maybe. maybe. He, he pulls some supplies, motherfucker, out of his trunk. Specifically, the most important supplies, which is a book of gourd and a bunch of sticks. Definitely not water and a compass and a map. No, 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 no. Why, no. This why isn't would you, Zelda. Why would you... Fuck off. What, do you want a wooden sword? You're going to fight the mountain lion brought, with it? He brought sticks. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. He brought sticks. Yeah, but it's only so that he can do the hokey pokey <laughs> and turn himself around. And yes. Buffy definitely does not miss the reference. You you might call it a hokey ritual. <laughs> I did. And you did too. Yes. All right. Our job here is done. <laughs> Because all he has to do is put his right foot in, pull his right foot out. Yeah. Well, it's really his, his, whole, it's his whole body. They skip right to the end. <laughs> and then uh, yeah. he shakes his gourd about. Make make a circle with the sticks, jump out of the circle, jump back into the circle, and then shake his gourd. And then later he <laughs> says something, and I don't remember what language it was in. Swahili? Maybe. I know the chanting later is Swahili. Ah, is it? Um, okay, then, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. So Buffy makes a hokey pokey joke that I saw coming a couple of light years away that didn't make it unwelcome. Quote of the day, Buffy says, a guide, but no food or water. So it leads me to the sacred place, and then a week later it leads you to my bleached bones? <laughs> Buffy, please. It takes more than a week to bleach bones. In fact, it does. <laughs> uh, my partner's actually in the process of cleaning bones right now. Not, like, actively right now. It's an ongoing process of soaking the bones in, in ah. detergents and whatnot. Ah, that sounds healthy. Um, well, it is. It's fine. It's, Are they making soup? No, no. It's for eventually they're going to bleach the bones and then make something out of them. Soup? 
No, like art. They should make soup. No, you, they're not edible at this stage. They're right. just bones. Well, they're, all right, they're then. Just no, they're just trying to get all the the bits and pieces and grease out of it. The, the final, see, yeah, that's so make soup, and then use the bones for art. <sighs> You you can't actually or make some art soup for fuck's sake meet me halfway no you <sighs> Keanu Reeves. Well, this guy wants to fight with weapons. I've got it covered from A to Z, from axe to the other axe. I'm fairly certain I said no interruptions. All right, <laughs> cut. <laughs> Cut to Spike's crypt. Uh, where a uh, creepy is happening. <laughs> ah, creepy. Just a singular well, creepy. No, it's like three or four creepies stacked on cho- top of each other, so you can't really tell them apart. Multiple creepies. Pardon me. Uh, and one of those creepies is Spike banging his Buffy bot. Yes. Nothing to see here. Move along, everyone. Move along. I'm instantly, I instantly just think of the fucking Rick and Morty episode. <laughs> hey, hey guys! I'm just uh, just down here to get some milk. You know, I'm uh, I'm pretty busy upstairs. I just gotta, uh, you know, just uh, okay. Bye. <laughs> like it just stops halfway trying to explain. <laughs> like they know. He they knows. Know. They know. They know. <laughs> uh, oh God, that's a funny fucking show. Which is why. I'm going to be doing a podcast called Wubba a Pod Pod. And I still haven't set up any hosting for it, but I yeah, might do that. Get on that. Well, not tonight. And not tomorrow night. <laughs> Maybe Wednesday. Soon. Real soon, like. Yeah, real soon. So, so uh, they start out sparring, though. They're not banging right away. No, no. Spike's all. It's, it's hard air quotes sparring. Right? Yeah. It, it's It's not any better than it was when he was with. Harmony. Right. Because Spike's all, ooh, I'm so bad. Are you afraid of me? And she's all, oh, I can't resist your cold, muscular body. And it it just goes on like that. Yeah. Until she flips him onto the bed, rips off his shirt, holds the stake over his chest, but can't do it, hard air quotes, uh, because her programming says, I'm so helpless against you, fiend. And uh, they playfully fight roll onto the floor making out yeah and cut to the desert definitely cut away from them banging yeah giles continues his ritual chanting in swahili uh while buffy walks through the desert and hey look a mountain lion a kitty (laughs) i can't think of a single person that wouldn't say exactly that right in this situation i would i think most people would immediately die screaming of being mauled after I mean, saying it because they would try <laughs> to pet it fun fact <laughs> if you're seeing a mountain lion in the wild you're fucked <laughs> yeah you're just fucked most of the time you don't see them you're just fucked <laughs> yes so congratulations you're getting an extra step that most people don't get yeah yeah enjoy it because it's not gonna last long apparently did you know that mountain lions which by the way they're actually cougars Hmm. Cougar is the actual name of what the mountain lion is. It's just that a cougar has their range is so huge that they have dozens upon dozens of names. Because the names are different depending on where you are. The range of what? The range of where they live. 
Um, gotcha. They used to they used to cover the entirety of the Americas, but now they cover most of South America, still all of Central and half of the U.S. That's a lot the, of kitties. The, the Rockies and whatnot, but but yeah, mountain lion, cougar, uh, panther. There's catamount, catamount, or however you fucking pronounce that. It's got the word cat in it. It's yeah. fine. But yeah, they have they have tons of names. I have two miniature cougars at my house. No, no, you don't. They're named Mickey and Henry. Those are regular cats. What makes them regular? They're they're, they're house cats. They're just they're cougars. They're not related to the actual cougar. That have had their growth stunted because I kept them in a small room. It's like a fish tank. That's that's not situation. How that works. That's not how that works at all. I think it is how that works, Rex. No, it isn't. Meet me halfway. God damn it. Not when you're being that absurd. Holy hell. So she follows the big good kitty until she finds herself in a familiar location. Yes. She takes a seat on a large rock, also known as a boulder. (laughs) I bet you didn't know that, huh? I I did. Well, I wasn't talking to you. I was talking to our audience at large because I have so much faith in them. (laughs) This is my serious voice. I don't know why I'm actively taunting the audience. Moving along. Cut to Buffy's house. I, th- I think you're actively taunting them because of, uh, a handful of them pay us for it. They love it. <laughs> you guys love it, don't you? Yeah. And hey, <laughs> that could. If you don't, give us a review. We could use a review on iTunes. We haven't had one in a while. Yeah. Tell us exactly how you feel about us. Yeah. Like for realsies. That sounds fun. What could possibly go wrong? Anyway, we cut to Xander's house where Is Tara- it Xander's house? Yeah. I thought it was Buffy's house. Nope, it's Xander's. I recognize the couch. Huh. Xander's house where Tara is doing a protection ward spell on the place. Yep. Uh, which isn't, as noted by Tara, as good of a spell as Willow would be able to do. Oh, yeah. She's gushing all out her ass like this entire scene about how- much better Willow is, and uh, it's like, okay, you're in love. We get it. Get a room. Oh, you already did. Well, Sorry, so, I'll shut up. It's also foreshadowing for oh, Willow's yes. magic problem. It's very, very good foreshadowing. Yes. Man, they've been setting that up so well for like a, nearly a whole season. Yeah. Good times. So Xander, I guess, wants to go out on patrol. I'm confused as to why... The people that are supposed to be watching Dawn are going to be going out on on patrol. Well, because T- Tara's watching Dawn, so it's fine. I guess, yeah. And there's a protection spell. But even Anya brings up that concern. She's like, why do we have to go patrolling just because Buffy's not here? Right. Which is kind of a legitimate point. It's like, you guys aren't slayers. Yeah, whatever. But anyway, they do. Yeah. Because they're little overachievers, just like Giles. And we also get a little, uh, I think the first hint at uh, Dawn's kleptomania. Yeah, she definitely goes and steals, what was it, like a a bracelet, earrings? Uh, Earrings, I think there were some of Anya's earrings. Okay, it wasn't like anything magical, it didn't have anything to do with the spell per se? I don't think it did at all. Okay, yeah. One way or another, it definitely seemed like she was stealing it, but I didn't really see a clear shot of her um, palming it or putting it in a pocket or anything. Uh, Anyway, but we're pretty sure that's what happened. And uh, Yeah, that's a a subplot that goes on for a while. A while? Yeah. God, why are you putting so much emphasis on the H? 
I'm not. Will Wheaton. Uh, cool whip. Anyway. Let's throw shit at you. <laughs> so <laughs> they're talking about how Willow wants to, or Terry's talking about how Willow later wants to watch a special about the Salem Witch Trials on TV. It's during this kind of nothing conversation that Dawn uses the distraction to steal right. the stuff. And as she moves away from the windowsill, we see either Jinx or one of the other Jinxy type demons watching them through the window. Yes. It's kind of creepy. Yeah. Dun, dun, I mean, dun. They're, they're bad guys. They're supposed to be creepy. Yeah. Oh, no. They found the key. They don't know that they found yeah, the key because they they're know. dumb. They're, Stupid. They are dumb. They are really close, though. Uncomfortably close. Uh, cup to Spike's place where it's cuddle time with the Buffy bot. More of a lair, really. I mean, yeah. Welcome to Spike's lair. I know. Anyway. I yeah. know he'd prefer to call it his lair. He's a big bat. He's laner. Huh? Well, not really a her. More of an it. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, uh, it depends on, I guess, if. Is she sentient? Like, is her programming good enough that she's AI? I think they go do, out of their she... way to make it obvious that her programming is not sentient. <laughs> right. Very not sentient. It's like not even as good as Alexa. <laughs> But Spike, nevertheless, continues wholeheartedly with no irony to speak of that we can tell, just 100% enjoying every second of his pathetic Buffy bot that is in, almost in no way actually like Buffy other than looks. Right. So <laughs> Buffy bot says, it's just going on with bullshit like, it excites me. It terrifies me. I try so hard to resist you and I can't. Darn your sinister attraction. It's so cheesy. And just a bunch of shit like that. And you'd think you would think he would get bored really quickly here. I don't right. know. So she, she asks, would you like me to start the program over? I'm like, thanks, Alexa. <laughs> and uh, yeah, talk about breaking the fourth wall. So he he's like, oh, God, don't use the word program. Just be Buffy. And she takes that seriously, actually. Oh, she takes it to heart. Yes. Doesn't really have a heart. Maybe uh, an artificial heart. Cut to campus at nighttime, I believe. Yep. Uh, campus, nighttime, uh, Willow coming out of class. Uh, she's a little bit neurotic about her notes that she's loaning to a classmate. And this is just to give us a little peek that one of the minions is following her. Yep. Then that is correct. Back to Spike's lair. Back to Spe Spike's lair, where uh, Buffybot is taking what Spike said very seriously. Spike's asleep, and Buffybot He's, is getting ready to go slay. He, he needs a nap after <laughs> stealing all Buffy's IP and then having sex with it. <laughs> while it says grossly validating things to him that Buffy would never in a million years say. Yeah. I, I cannot figure out how he's not immediately bored with it. He really seems like the type who would like, who enjoys the pushback. Like, that's part right. of his attraction to Buffy. It's not all physical. Yeah. It's, ah, <laughs> uh, I can't tame her. I need somebody to speak the truth to me. At least that's what I felt like was the attraction anyway. Or is my read on him entirely wrong? I don't know. I, I, honestly, I can't tell if it's just poor writing or if they're taking it a direction that I'm not I'm quite not, understanding yet. I'm not really sure. I'm I'm a little bothered by how they're handling this whole deal because, like you like you said, it, it seems like he would be more interested in the pushback 
like when the previous scene we saw them, they were starting off where they were like quote fighting each other but it was so like shitty not real fighting oh yeah it was just role-playing yeah it was yeah it wasn't any better than it was when he was with harmony yeah and like it should be more it seems like well for fuck's sake obviously the robot's stronger than a person yeah so maybe have some real like get your blood pumping before you get your blood pumping (laughs) right (laughs) hell I think what would have really sold this for me is if there had been a couple of moments where we saw on his face or in his body language that while he was getting off on this, he wasn't truly happy. Right. Right. But we didn't really get that sense. It was like he was directed or just never had the idea to play it like that. And it it was like he could have just gone on forever and been perfectly happy right. with just the sex bot, and that's all he wanted. Yeah. And that's sad. It is. I mean... Um, I, and I mean, it, it just made me go, oh, you weren't loved as a child. <laughs> I mean, he wasn't. There, there. <laughs> we know that. Yeah. But it does cheapen the character a little bit. It does. And now, granted, they're going to do plenty to fuck with that whole dynamic. Oh, yeah. As well. But this is not an angle that I liked seeing. By any means. Right. But it, it turns out, however, that uh, the Buffy bot is slightly more like Buffy than we were originally shown. Yep. Because Spike's fast asleep. I don't know why, because it's nighttime and he's a vampire. But <laughs> we don't worry about those things here, here <laughs> with Buffy. And she gets dressed and says something to the tune of, uh, look out, all you nasty vampires. It's time for me to go slang or some shit. Some shit like that. Yeah. I'm not in your room. I'm in the hallway. The hallway doesn't belong to you. Mom, I can stand in the hallway, right? My friend Sharon's older brother knows a girl who died because she choked on her boyfriend's tongue. So back to the desert where Giles is no longer doing a ritual. He's drinking something out of the thermos, probably tea. Yep, still questing. (laughs) And Buffy is cold off in the desert alone and starts to fall asleep. She's, uh, she's wearing a very warm-looking coat, which, by the way, she was wearing when they got there in the middle of the day. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, you definitely want a very warm coat in the middle of the desert at night. Yeah, but I I wouldn't have it on when I got there. Right. <laughs> you know, bring a duffel bag or something. Maybe she's trying to store up extra heat and hold on to it. That's how that works. <laughs> definitely. So she's sitting on a, a rock looking pensive, wearing a big coat. Back to the cemetery. Back to the cemetery where Buffybot runs into Xander and Anya. And hilarity ensues. <laughs> Out of the gate, quote of the day here. <laughs> Buffy says hi to Xander and everything, but then turns to Anya and says, how's your money? And Anya is delighted by She's this. like, fine. Thank you for asking. Thank you for asking. It's like, <laughs> she's been waiting years for someone to ask her how her money is. Why? I just don't understand why people don't care about my money. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it looks like Spike isn't the only one that benefits from a Buffy bot. Yeah. So they, uh, they of course, think it's actually Buffy and are surprised that she's back so soon from her quest. Well, they do start to get a bit suspicious. 
Well, sure, but not nearly as much or as quickly as they should. Because she keeps saying robot-y type shit. Yeah. And then Spike runs over, seeming a bit panicked. My favorite part is, like, they're they're just barely starting to get suspicious, and then he runs over, and he makes it worse. Yeah. <laughs> and somehow better. Right. If it weren't for the immediate distraction that cuts into him fucking everything up, this would have just gone really south really right. quickly. Yeah. Because he's pretending to act surprised that Buffy is back early as well, and tells them... Uh, there's a lot of vamps around. They ought to. Uh, we everybody ought to split up. Uh, that was more of a Rick than a <laughs> than a Spike impression. It doesn't matter. Uh, and Buffy Buffy Bot keeps trying to hold his hand and yeah. link arms with him, and he keeps pulling away, acting like she's hurting him. It's almost funny. Almost. 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 But yeah. <laughs> Luckily for Spike, vamps do show up. Crazy coincidence, considering he's lying. Yeah. And they fight, what, three vampires? Yep. Three or four. I know uh, Anya and Xander tag team one of them and kill it. Buffybot kills one, and then it's just Spike's in killing, Spike in killing one. Yeah. So. She tosses him a, a stake. He uses it to, with... An amazing amount of flair, by the way. He really pulls back on that thing yeah. and gives it a good jab. Be and I was so happy that he did because it was really unsatisfying the way that Anya staked the one vampire yeah. in the back. I was like, fucking choke up. Your hand's way too far down on the stake. There's no way you'd get any penetration, let alone enough to reach his heart from his back. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. And it's I almost thought, like they're not real stakes. I know, right? And they're not real vampires. It's weird. <laughs> Well, it made, it takes me out of it. It makes me feel no, it, like they it were definitely takes me out of it. Makes yeah. me feel like they were given they were either told to do that on purpose as a safety measure for fight choreography, right. but then you see Spike hold this do it totally correctly, and I'm like, well, that can't be it then. It would not be hard at all to make a stake that you can hold at the back end of it and it collapses in. Yeah. To where you could stab it into somebody. That would be super easy to make. Or just, you know, rubber. I mean, yeah. But, I mean, rubber rubber props can can still hurt. Yeah. Um, I've been, over the last, like, year or two, I've been falling down the uh, rabbit hole of getting into props and, like, prop collection and things like that. Mm -hmm. I don't have any money to actually do it. But... It's still a hell of a lot, like, lot less likely... It's still a hell of a lot less likely to be fatal or draw blood. Right. But, like, no, a collapsible stake, that would be so easy to do. But then again, there should also be no scenario where anything is vaguely capable of harming an actor unless they're a, a professional stunt person. Right. Note why the movie Rust isn't being made. Yeah, not surprised. Yeah. Not surprised. So, you know, what I will give them that. Like, nobody got hurt during this, I guess. Right. That's important. You got to give them that. Well, uh, at least not from the fight choreography. But, yeah, I do I do agree that when you see things like that, it does kind of pull you out of it. Yeah. Th see, that's what happens anytime I notice the change from actor to stunt double. Oh, right. Anytime I see that, I, I can't not notice it. Mm-hmm. But during this fight, Buffybot keeps saying shit like, Spike, be careful. Or, well, she says it once anyway. I think all of this is subliminally sinking into Xander and Anya's brains going, yeah. that's weird. Most notably, two of Glory's demons witness the whole fight. Yes. After the fight, Spike's like, 
Well, I think that was probably the big action for the night. You two can toddle on home if you want. Yeah, Buffy Bot's like, oh, yeah, we'll be fine here. You you guys go home. She and- confirms that she will do it alone with Spike. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Xander and Anya walk off. Immediately, <laughs> Buffy Bot starts doing this pouty thing about not being satisfied from the fight and feeling all hot. Yeah. Revs Spike right up. You know, right sex up. bot stuff. Yeah. Oh, boy. But Xander and Anya are walking off, and they're kind of discussing back and forth the weirdness of what just happened. Yeah, something's not um, right. But what really tips them off is that Buffy never asked about Don. Yeah. No, and there were definitely no other red flags yeah, there, Xander. No, no other red flags. Nothing to see here. Totally normal. <laughs> and then out of the bushes across the way they hear macaroni noises <laughs> but it's okay because it's only electronic macaroni in the pirated likeness of buffy grinding against spike's 200 plus year old <laughs> dusty shriveled veiny old man dick and she shouts about it wow oh spike oh, you're the big bad oh Anyway, yeah, Xander and Anya circle back and then find Buffy Bot and Spike fucking in the cemetery. Yeah. And uh, I was surprised that they showed Buffy Bot straddling Spike. Right. Making thrusting motions. Well, that's probably why they put her in a skirt. In, that's exactly why they put her in a skirt. I thought of that, too. Yeah. I was like, somebody thought ahead on that. <laughs> they wanted that shot. Okay. So uh, back to, uh, is it Buffy's house nope, or Xander's? Xander's? Okay. Back to Xander's house where T- Tara and Willow are watching the uh, documentary about the, um, yeah, Salem witch trials. Those ones. Uh, obviously, Willow's not happy with the way they they did that <laughs> those darn salem judges with their less satanic than thou attitudes <laughs> i thought that was a funny line yeah. not really a quote of the day but noteworthy so xander bursts in yelling that buffy's gone insane but uh first he needs to protect don's fragile little ears by making sure she's in bed and not in the room yeah you know Good well, move. that's fair that's, yeah that's probably fair. you know I'm, I'm fine with that yeah she probably doesn't need to hear that her sister's banging the bad guy right that was stalking her that's right. probably not a good lesson for her so uh <laughs> even if it's not true you, you get the idea yeah so tara gives uh buffy the benefit of the doubt before <laughs> hearing what she's done because you know grief stricken and whatnot everybody does and weird things and Anya- as we established last episode Grief makes people horny. Yeah, it does. And having sex can actually help you grieve faster. Yes. It's almost like they thought about that as well. Because we've had more sex scenes in the last two episodes. (laughs) You're right. Than we have throughout a lot of the show. Yeah, it's a little disturbing. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, Anya blurts out that that Buffy's boinking Spike. Mm-hmm. And Willow is trying to cover and hold hold that ground of like, you know, we shouldn't judge and all this. But Tara immediately is like, oh, no, she's nuts. Xander decides to fuck off and uh, he's going to go slap her. He's going to give Buffy a stern talking to. Anya suggests a good old fashioned slapping of the hysterical. 
Yes. Because uh, that's what you do to hysterical people. You slap them. In movies, anyway. Right. Tara confirms that he isn't really going to slap her. I think Xander isn't really quite that dumb. Also, to be completely fair, if Xander slapped Buffy, the real Buffy, yeah. as hard as he could, she would not be phased. She'd be like, Xander, are you upset about something? <laughs> the mosquitoes are really biting this time of year. Um, so, yeah. Xander, probably not that dumb. Cut back to the desert. Back to the desert where Buffy wakes up to a fire that she presumably didn't set. <laughs> Yeah, she wakes up on the rock, there's a roaring fire, and look who it is, it's the first Slayer slinking around behind it. Yes. Oh boy. And then we cut back to Spike's place. Where a hot and sweaty smoking Spike hears a knock on his door and tells Buffybot to go hide, and don't come out until I tell you to. I'm displeased with this scene. Okay. I'm displeased with it because I didn't need this image. <laughs> I didn't need this image. But this the show gave it to me because we open up this scene on Spike's face and he's just leaned against the wall smoking and you hear a knock on the door and Buffy stands up from in front of him. Oh, no, I didn't notice. <laughs> oh, she was blowing him. Yeah. Oh, geez. But it was that th- that bit where it's like he has kind of this pseudo bored look on his face. Hmm. When they open the scene on his face. Right. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you can only fuck all day for so long. Before, but yeah. I, before when, it's like, you know what? I'm I'm kind of hungry. <laughs> can we just watch some TV or something? <laughs> but yeah, basically, uh, after she stands up, he starts buttoning up his pants. And that's when he tells her to, to go hide. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for the detail that I. Yeah, you're welcome. Didn't quite fully absorb. Hey, if I have to be traumatized, so do you. I'm not traumatized at all. I mean, not by that. Not by that. <laughs> <laughs> I am otherwise very traumatized. You're right. <laughs> that is a source of humor. <laughs> we make jokes because how else do we live through it? <laughs> it is, in fact, a source of humor. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great deal of myth about dragon. Imagine the trick to defeating him lies in separating the fact from the fiction. What kind of an unholy creature fancies cheap, tasteless statue? But yeah, hey, it's Xander at the door, and Xander is mad. He yells at Spike that he's taking advantage of Buffy. Yeah. Quote of the day. Spike says, she's upset about her mum, and if she turns to me for comfort, well... I'm not going to deny it to her. I'm not a monster. Yes, you are a monster. Vampires are monsters. They make monster movies about them. Well, yeah, you got me there. (laughs) (laughs) This fucking guy. He is incorrigible. The... I want to hate what's going on right? so much, but the, the <laughs> fucking on-screen chemistry that James Marsters has with all the rest of the actors and everything. I was going to say, with so everybody, not just with Nicholas Brendan. Right. Like, it's just so good. <laughs> so Xander grabs Spike's collar, you know, that old trope, and yeah. starts to threaten him, but is interrupted by a gang of jinxes. Yeah. And Spike asks, I thought this was funny, he's like, old friends of, are these friends of yours? <laughs> And they punch him. They punch Xander. Sock him right in the gut, Xander. And uh, he's like, oh, guess not. (laughs) (laughs) 
And yeah, kidnapping happens. <laughs> Spike starts to fight them and is overpowered and restrained. One of them says, Glory will want the key intact. It's probably Jinx. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Spike is incredulous, but they gag him and carry him off. Like, well, I'm not the key. I can't be the key. I'm not a little girl. Oops, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that. Oops. Dude, uh, I mean, it, it's not a little girl at all. It's... <laughs> Not even Buffy's sister. Shit! (laughs) (laughs) Pretend I didn't say any of that. (laughs) Cut to the desert. Uh, Yes, where uh, Buffy recognizes the first Slayer. How could you not? Right? (laughs) I mean, uh, part of me was like, I wonder if they got the same actress, but I think they did. I think they did. Yeah. Uh, Why not? What were they doing? Nothing. I don't know. Who knows? Shakespeare in the Park? We don't even know who the actor is. Maybe they they were on uh, that cop show with, what's her name, from Angel. We don't know. I didn't look it up. NYPD Blue? NYPD Blue. Well, you know, what's her name from Angel who left the show? Uh, Kate? Lockley. Yeah, Lockley. Kate. Kate. It's Kate, right? Yeah. Kate. Kate. Darla. (laughs) (laughs) Not this again. Darla, 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 Kate. Kate, Darla. Darla, Kate. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) it's not actually the first Slayer. It's just the guide who chose the form of the first Slayer. Uh, Apparently. Really? Yeah. Where did they establish that? She said it. Oh, I missed it. Yeah, apparently. Well, (laughs) thanks for for putting that out there then. Buffy asks about love. First Slayer, who is the guide. I thought the mountain lion was the guide. the, The mountain lion can't talk. So maybe they, the mountain lion, maybe the guide changed from the mountain lion into the first slayer to be able to talk. You haven't seen enough Disney movies. I mean, okay, fair. <laughs> so, all right, I I'm actually greatly disappointed now that it was not a talking mountain lion. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so Buffy asks about love. First slayer is like, yeah, yeah, you, you you got plenty of love. You're you're full of it. It's it's blinding. That's <clears throat> that's why you're pulling away from it. Um. And she needs to embrace it and follow it to receive her gift. Yeah, specifically says love is pain and the Slayer forges strength from pain. Uh, Love, give, forgive, risk the pain. It is your nature. Love will bring you to your gift. And Buffy's like, what? Yeah. Words to live by, though. I'm going to live by those right now. How's it going? Forge love from my pain or something. I I already forgot what they said. (laughs) So... Cut to uh, a layer of some sort. Yes. Spike's, a layer. Presumably. Where Buffybot is leaving, yes, yeah, Spike's lair and looking for Spike, noticing, uh, not noticing Xander's unconscious body laying behind the sarcophagus. Yeah. Poor Xander. Poor Xander. Cut to Willow. Oh, I did want to mention that Buffybot did say that she waited as long as she could, but she started to miss Spike. Yeah, which I'm glad that they had already established as a thing that that programming does. Right. Like, she doesn't completely follow orders to the T. Exactly. Indefinitely, there's kind of a built-in, if it's been too long. I like the nod, because that was the entire motive for Warren's robot girlfriend. Exactly. That's how they started that episode. Yeah. So, you know, it works for me. Mm Mm-hmm. At least she doesn't have to go to a whole nother town and right. basically knock on every door going, have you seen Spike? All night long. Yeah. Uh, cut to Willow and Tara. Yes. Willow and Tara. Speaking of knocking on doors in the middle of the night by robots built by Warren. 
Buffybot arrives to tell Willow about Spike. Willow tries to have a conversation with her about having sex with Spike and how it's bad, okay? Well, and also is mainly asking about Xander. Where's Xander? What happened to Xander? But Buffybot steamrolls right past that shit and only wants to talk about Spike and to find Spike. And Willow's like, uh, did you sleep with Spike? And she's like, no, I did the sex with Spike. <laughs> Lots of times. Lots of times. You want drawings? I can make drawings. <laughs> Art. And Willow's like, oh, I'm traumatized now. Yeah, again, no red flags here. None at all. No, none at all. None at all. Like the standalone line, um, you're my friend and recently gay. <laughs> Just yeah, that's really sounds like Buffy. None of, none of you figure out that something's up here. None of you seems totally normal. Uh, Xander ends up coming back to inform them that uh, Spike has been kidnapped by Glory's goons. Correct, and that Spike knows about Dawn. And hey, we need to go do something about this. Yeah, and Buffybot, a la a sitcom accidentally sounds like she wants to find Spike because she's concerned about the fact that he knows that Dawn is the key. So they have to find him right away. Yeah. And they all look straight to Buffy for what to do, who says, I fight with weapons. (laughs) And they all go, yeah, that tracks. Let's go get weapons. Yeah. Well, we don't have many weapons here. Why the fuck not, Xander? The Slayer says she needs weapons. Let's go, guys. Go get weapons. God Head damn. to Buffy's house for weapons. What the fuck are you waiting for? <laughs> Ralph Wiggum needs weapons. <laughs> Cut to the desert. Where Buffy is confused about her gift, apparently. Uh, death is her gift. Yeah. It's a very... The first layer confirms cryptically that death is, in fact, Buffy's gift. And, like, in a lot of customer service interactions that I've had... <laughs> Uh, basically, the first layer is like, your question's been answered. Okay, thanks. Bye. Click. And, <laughs> and hangs <laughs> right up on that phone call. Buffy tries to be like, uh, no, 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 no. Death isn't a gift. I don't need a card. Don't charge me for that. I, <laughs> I'll do what I have to do, but I'm not going to like it. I am not signing up for three more months of this. <laughs> After this phone call, you'll be directed to a short survey. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. Click. Click. <laughs> Cut back to Glory's lair. Yes, where Spike arrives and they think that Spike is the key for some reason because uh, Buffy Bot was so concerned about his well-being. And that's the only fucking directive, apparently, that these minions can pay attention to. Quote of the day. What the hell is that? And why is his hair that color? (laughs) Just the shit that comes out of Glory's mouth could be its own Twitter feed. Right. So... She's like, he can't be the key. The key must be pure. He's a vampire. Actual quote of the day here. Spike says, uh, yeah, damn right I'm impure. I'm impure as the driven yellow snow. <laughs> now let me go. The driven yellow snow. Because yeah. they peed in it. Oh, jeez. Yes. Yeah. So they tell her that Buffy treated him as precious. And and she's like, oh, oh he's precious. Well, so she knocks him across the room great way to treat something precious and then she hucks him onto her bread and crams a finger into his torso right because if buffy thinks he's worth protecting then he's worth inspecting (laughs) yeah maybe she hid the key in its lung (laughs) let's check there 
Spike. Yeah, Spike's not going to be having a good time. Spike screams. Yeah. Like a goat. Like a goat. Not like a goat. Ah! Ah! Or maybe the, maybe a goat screamed like Spike. I don't know. Anyway. Anyway. But the Scoobies arrive at Buffy's house for weapons. Everyone then immediately realizes, wait, we don't know where the fuck Glory is. What the hell are we going to do? Right? <laughs> so they send the Buffy bot upstairs to change. They don't know she's a Buffy bot yet. Right. And she's very compliant. And uh, they're panicking and trying to brainstorm what the fuck they're going to do when they find Spike, how they're going to deal with Glory. They don't even know where Glory is. And then real Buffy enters. Yes. They they talk about how they need a sane Buffy, so they need to do an intervention. And then sane Buffy arrives. In comes sane Buffy, and she's like, and boy, are my arms tired. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, death is my gift, whatever that means. Yeah. So they try to have this intervention with her right now with real Buffy over sexing up Spike. And Buffy is absolutely incredulous at the accusation. Anya's like, oh, no, she's in denial. <laughs> and, uh, and then she snaps back. I am not having sex with Spike. <laughs> oh, see, there's the anger. And then cue quote of the day here from Did Xander. So Xander says, <laughs> No one is judging you. It's understandable. Spike is strong and mysterious, sort of compact, but well-muscled. Buffy responds, I am not having sex with Spike, but I'm starting to think you might be. <laughs> I think that was maybe the only laugh out loud moment in the episode. It for was me. It was really good, though. It was good. It was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, because especially because we were all thinking that. Mm-hmm. We were all thinking that. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's a bit. On point there, Xander. Right? You've you've thought about this, haven't you, yeah. buddy? Maybe yeah. maybe there's some grounds for all that fan fiction that we've we've read about. <laughs> oh, there definitely is. Oh, there's definitely uh, there's spander all over the place. Oh, I'm aware. People people want it. They crave it. <laughs> they need it. I'm not one of them. Of course. Sure. It doesn't stop me from reading it. There's I'm there's just nothing curious. wrong. I just want to know. There's nothing wrong with reading it. I just want to be like, is that what they would do? <laughs> Can I imagine the characters actually doing this? Am I masturbating to this now? <laughs> I'm not sure. It's you know, I'm curious. It's curious. I just... <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got this image in my head of. Uh, I just saw the bat a, again. I really a very comedic uh, sitcom-y situation where there's fucking noises coming out of your bedroom and your mom like, what are you doing, Joshua? Are you making macaroni and cheese in there? <laughs> <laughs> I told you not to bother me when I'm using my hot plate, mom. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> Enter Buffy Bot. And now there's two Buffies. And Well, there's one Buffy and there's one Buffy well, Bot. Well, yeah. Uh, but Buffy immediately realizes that it's a robot that that Warren made. Whereas everyone else thinks she's spot on. No notes. <laughs> no notes. <laughs> Xander's like, hey, I know this. They're both Buffy. Right. Did you catch that reference? Yes. Because it goes back to the episode where there are two Xanders because yes. they got split. I forget how, but he got uh, split in two, in twain, if you will. The dude, there was a bad guy who shot him with a magic wand. Oh, that's right. 
Uh, yep, so neither of them were robots. Now shut up, Xander. Go back to your Shumash tribe for your precious penis diseases. <laughs> so... Yeah, and everyone immediately realizes why Spike had a robot commissioned. Yeah. Oh, Spike must have built her for fucking, to which Buffy immediately forbids any mental imagery. <laughs> Too late. It is woefully late for Xander. Too, yep. Too late. <laughs> we already know what's been on his mind. But BuffyBot keeps things on track by mentioning that Glory has Spike, to which Buffy is appropriately concerned. And... Plans to kill Spike. She does, in fact, and uh, may or may not have an idea where to look for them. So, hey, we're chugging right along. Yeah. Yeah, I like the notable mental shift that happens with Buffy the moment she realizes that Glory has Spike. Like, you can see it in her her stance and her facial expression. You can tell the moment the character's gears shift to high gear immediately like oh well, yeah oh we're game on motherfuckers primary directive initiate yeah yes feel free to tell me if this next part gets a little too personal because i'm told i have boundary issues but i'm a part i am great and i'm beautiful and i want to lose all ops turn to me because my name is a holy name and you won't listen and uh, so we cut to Glory's lair. Yeah. Where she's peeling Spike like an apple, or at least she says she's going to. She starts to cut on him, and then he decides he's going to talk. And he's he's hanging from some chains by the wrists. Yep. And he's like, all right, I'll tell you who the bloody key is. Dun, dun, dun. Cut to commercial. Yes. And outside on the grassy knoll. I, I loved this callback here. Yes. Also, it's really nice to see them out and about during the day. I know, right? So they're basically, they're in the spot where Buffy had uh, killed the snake, the the key sniffing snake, as she calls it. Basically, she figures that Glory's place has to be somewhere around here. Presumably, it was on its way home to Glory. Yep. And this is the closest lead that they have, which makes good sense. So (laughs) BuffyBot is uh, talking to Giles. Or, I'm sorry, Giles. Yeah. And I think Giles is just mispronouncing his own name. Like anyone who says Jif instead of Gif. I hereby call a ban on all soft Gs. There are no soft Gs. There are only soft Gs. Sure. (laughs) Welcome home, Giles. No, it's Giles. Apparently, this was written into the script because uh, a lot of fans specifically would call him Giles, I guess. Okay, now you're saying it correctly. Okay, I was about to correct you because you, you mispronounced it a moment it's ago. Giles. Uh, well, um... I am going to thro- start throwing shit at you're you. You're going to have to pull you aside for a moment. You're not pulling me anywhere. We're finishing this, finishing this fucking episode. All right. Um, but BuffyBot is pronouncing Giles' name wrong. Apparently, Spike had it programmed wrong. He's all, you know, annoyed by this in his British way. And then even Buffy accidentally says Giles. Yeah. And it's funny. I didn't get the quote, though, and I'm not gonna. Cut back to Glory's lair. So, yeah, everyone splits up, and then we cut back to Glory's house. So, Glory is um, essentially feeding Spike a glass of water, 
because vampires need to hydrate too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, why wouldn't it be blood? That's yeah. And then uh, and she's like, "There, better now." Smash! Broken glass all up in his face. Like that seems counterproductive, but it's, you know it's torture. That's how but, you do it. Yeah. Spike claims that the key is actually Bob Barker. Ah, <laughs> uh, it, it's it's this you know it's this guy who he's on TV where you guess the prices of things. Oh my god! And they're like, ooh ooh ooh, Bob Barker! Oh my god! <laughs> we'll so, get you, Bob Barker. <laughs> Glory tries to command command Spike to tell her the truth. Like, the idiot she is. Oh. Or, or at the very least, like, the uncultured swine that she is. And, boy. You are out of your element. The gloves come off. <laughs> the gloves come off because no one, no one insults the way Spike insults. <laughs> exactly. And nobody tells Spike what to do. Certainly not when he's held captive. Yeah. If he doesn't have control physically, he will take control <laughs> emotionally. Yeah. Not not mentally, but emotionally, which is, you know, a form of mentally. Yeah. Because he realizes that he can get a rise out of her and pseudo control her by insulting her, which <laughs> she is unaccustomed to. Yeah. To say the least. Oh, and, and and Spike, as we know, has quite the talent for it. He starts out with, you might be strong, but in our world, you're an idiot. I am a god. The god of what? Bad home perms. Shut up! I command you! Shut up! Yeah, okay, sorry. But I just had no idea that gods were such prancing lightweights. Mark my words, the Slayer is going to kick your skanky, lopsided ass back to whatever place would take a cheap, whorish, fashion victim ex-god like you. Which does the trick. Yeah. Yeah. She kicks him, and he gets out. Because she breaks his bonds. He flies through the fucking front door into the hallway. I'm surprised his hands didn't pop off of his wrists. Right. But they kind of established that he had been working on loosening them. Yeah. So it, I guess it kind of tracks. I think he's just fucking lucky that the chains gave right. way before his hands did. So Spike runs for the elevator. Wait, but would they grow back? Like the I have no idea. Hmm. I feel like they'd probably grow back anyway. Maybe. Maybe. He'd need a lot of blood to make it happen, though. Yeah, hard air quotes runs for the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> he stumbles and limps pathetically. Yeah. Maybe kind of crawls to the elevator, and the doors close just before he can get to it. Gloria has, of course, sent all of her minions after him. I don't know why she even had to say it. Right. Um, like, come on, guys. Spike opens the door and falls in just before they can get to him, and he falls down the well, elevator he shaft. He misses the regular elevator, so he takes the expressway. <laughs> He's like, oh, God. Falls onto the moving elevator and opens yep. the trap door, which, by the way, doesn't actually exist in real elevators. And he so he falls into the actual inside of the elevator. He's in the, like, lobby area. I guess she must own the, the whole house. Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. She's got God money. Right. <laughs> but just as he's down in the elevator, lucky for him, uh, Buffy and Xander enter. Because he sure as fuck can't run outside. He's trapped there in the fucking lobby. Buffy and Xander come in and they get into a fight with the minions. There was a fire fight! But it's actually mostly melee weapons and crossbows. 
I want to point something out that I'm quite proud of. Do. Uh, when this fight scene happened, I was watching it and I'm like, something's just not quite right here. It didn't seem right. And I thought it was just my, you know, noticing the switching between stunt doubles and whatnot. But it was some certain ways that they were shooting specific things up with Xander. Hmm. And I watched it a couple of times. And I'm like, no, something feels off. And so I looked it up. And lo and behold, Nicholas Brendan was sick and couldn't do this scene. Did they bring in his brother? They brought in his brother and I fucking noticed it. <laughs> That's amazing. I am like I was like, something's wrong with this scene. Why is it like what is I couldn't put my finger on what was not right about why they were shooting it the way they were. And I was so fucking happy when I, I pull it up and lo and behold, Nicholas Brennan wasn't there. That's fucking nuts. I'm fucking shocked. It is literally the only other scene that his twin brother's in the show. Huh. Um, but it's it's not his brother the rest of the episode. No, no. It's okay. just this scene. Just this scene, Nicholas Brennan was sick and couldn't okay, do it, so I was they, gonna they say, brought his brother in. If, if his brother was good enough at playing Xander that they could just swap out like that, that'd right? be fucking impressive. And in a way, kind of, like in the scene where they were both on camera together, like they pulled it off. Well, and I think they gave his brother the serious version of Xander because that was closer to his personality. Right. And Goofy Xander is more Nicholas Brendan. Yeah. I mean, I, I've seen a couple of live streams that they did. Oh, really? And uh, they they hang out as brothers with their girlfriends all the time. Yeah. And they take donations for being online and talking to fans. Yeah. And, and yeah, they have pretty distinct personalities. You Just because they're identical twins doesn't right. mean you can't tell them apart. Right. But yeah, I just, I was so fucking like proud of myself for noticing that and like... Just not being like seeing that there was something up. It just right. felt like yeah, that's funny because I did not notice it. It makes me go, man. I might be analyzing this show a lot. <laughs> you might be. <laughs> that's a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they they kick some ass and the Buffy bot gets a crossbow to the face. Yeah. Not a bolt, just the the bow itself. Yeah. And it shorts her out just before the rest of the Jinx demons are scared off and retreat back upstairs. I want to point out though that Buffy bot was about to like like was going over to to like help Spike up. Yeah. And Giles called out needing help and Buffy bot turned to help. Oh yeah. Turned away from Spike I, to help Giles. I did notice that. Like That's good programming. That is impressive <laughs> programming. But yeah, she she gets damaged in the fight. And I don't think they show Spike getting away, but they show the Jinx demons retreating. Yep. And then next scene, they're they're all upstairs talking to Gloria, having a hell of a time explaining why they didn't bring back Spike. Cut to the hallway where we hear their screams. Yeah. They're probably not. They're not happy. Yeah. They probably got stabbed in their bodies. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to use that. <laughs> I will stab you in your body. Once upon a time, there was... Um kitty she was very little and she was all alone and nobody wanted her did the kitty get chosen by some nice people well now you ruined the ending uh then from there we cut to 
the magic box. Didn't even plan that. Oh, yeah. Well, we kind of did. Well, Willow is fixing the Buffy bot, or at least investigating what's wrong. Inspecting the, the Buffy wiring. Bot. Uh, Xander and Giles return uh, from having dropped Spike off and letting him live. She's getting all, she's getting a whole face full of some Buffy plumber's crack while she's working on those wires too. Is she? Yeah. I hadn't noticed. Oh well, she's bent over the table. Well, yeah. And they're checking the wiring in her lower back. I mean, and she always wears those crop tops and low-hipped jeans. So, whatever, doesn't matter. <laughs> Just saying, you know, Willow might have enjoyed it. Yeah, unless she's not as big of a pervert as most men, because she's a woman. I. I'm just going to shut up. Basically, they tried to find out if Spike had talked to to Glory, and he wasn't very coherent, so they're not sure. Buffy knows that Spike would just lie anyway. You couldn't believe what he said. Yeah. And Um, Willow makes note that she absolutely could fix the Buffy bot. Yeah. But then she has a Jeff Goldblum moment and decides that based on Buffy's scowl... Yeah, probably shouldn't. Maybe she should stop to think if she should. Yeah. And uh, one of the quotes today here, they're all talking about whether they're safe or anything. And Giles reassures Dawn that they're definitely safe. And Dawn's line here is, we're safe. Right. And uh, Spike built a robot Buffy to play checkers with (laughs) and gives a knowing look over to Tara. And Tara says, it sounded convincing when I thought it. (laughs) Yeah. She's uh, she's not dumb. No, she's not dumb. I mean, you say the sentence, Spike built a Buffy bot. You know why Spike built a Buffy bot. You yeah. don't need any context other than that. The second half of the sentence is not to play checkers with. Yeah, it's no. definitely not. I uh, mean, they might, depending on how bored Spike gets. Right. But that's <laughs> way down the line. So they're not safe. No, not, not exactly. And... um Leave it to Xander to feel bad for Spike right. for getting his ass whooped and also getting his best toy taken away. Buffy reacts appropriately to how cringy this sentiment is, but yeah. then Xander immediately backpedals and is like, oh, no, I'm totally on board. That's disgusting. Whoa, like totally gross. Oh, but man, he was so thrashed. Kind of feel bad for the guy. Yeah, we, we can all tell that Xander's like, hmm, maybe I can get my hands on that Buffy bot. <laughs> no, I think he's uh, he's like, now that uh, Spike's kind of weakened in a weakened state, maybe he can get his hands on Spike. We know he likes his lean musculature. Yeah. Yeah. His compact, well-muscledness. That's correct. <laughs> maybe he can... Uh, just never mind. Wow. Um, cut to Spike's crypt. Yeah. Where, <laughs> spoiler alert, Buffy goes incognito as the Buffy bot... It was pretty obvious. Not really a spoiler. It was kind of impressive that she was pulling off the acting mark of Buffy trying to pretend to be the Buffy bot. And also from a completely in-character perspective that she was saying things the Buffy bot would say without vomiting slightly. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Like the, oh, you're all covered in sexy uh, bruises and cuts or whatever. It's it's really good acting when an actor is 
acting a character who's acting and yes. doing it well. It's and that multi-layered happens, and it's just impressive. It happens often enough in this show that it's worth noting. Yeah. Definitely. And it's one of those moments. So uh, Spike, however, believes that she is, in fact, the Buffy bot for the moment. And uh, she covertly pumps him for information by leading the topic. Not like to- that. Nah. Get your mind out of uh, the gutter. Uh, you dirty fuckers. You fucking doodle doos. <laughs> so she leads the topic to glory and uh, asks what she wanted. And Spike says the key to which she says, oh, well, I can tell her. And then you'll no, no, don't do that. Because because Buffy, the other Buffy, the not so pleasant Buffy, if anything happened to Dawn, it'd destroy her. Uh, I couldn't live her being in that much pain. Let glory kill me first. Nearly bloody did. And then real Buffy sweetly kisses him on his broken bloody lips. Yeah. And he backs away as he realizes that it's actually Buffy. Yep. Which I'm assuming was by the not plasticky taste. <laughs> well, they like they have a moment where they they make eye contact. They both know definitely Buffy, the real Buffy. And his first question is what about the robot? And she's like, well, that was gross and obscene, and it yeah. wasn't even real. But what you did for me and Dawn, that was real. I won't forget it. Again, Gerarg. no red flags here. No, no. notes. Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. strength. Give, 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 give me more! Night, I shall walk in here. Give, 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 give. Hold on. You've got something here. Well, yeah. Well, well, well. How did you feel about this episode, Rex? I enjoyed it more than I thought I would. Right? Like when I first when the episode first started and I realized what episode it was, I'm like, "Oh, fuck this." But it was better than I remembered it yeah. being. Um, it's still cringy as fuck. It's it's pretty cringy. Um, it it has elements of cringe that they definitely at least took some lengths to acknowledge yeah. like it's not supposed to not be cringy i'm but there are also moments yeah specifically a xander moment that i'm thinking of where they kind of try to excuse it yep and no, then they... especially yeah. with the end of the episode it's like well that was disgusting but you did a great thing, which completely overshadows like, all your cringe. And I I'm like, really, did we need to did we need to whitewash it like that? Like, like one of the one of the biggest problems I have with the entire episode is in the last scene when Buffy kisses Spike. Yeah. Because it completely painfully undercuts every ounce of distaste that she has for the situation yeah i think she would be grateful i think it's completely out of character for her to basically reward him i I find it really difficult to believe that she would suddenly legitimately be attracted to him and want to kiss him but it's it's like she's doing it just as a reward because she knows it's what he wants yeah but it's not what she wants and i'm like well that's a bad reason to do it yeah but I can see her in the 2000s doing that based on how she grew up with guys like Nice Guy Xander yeah. that she's still friends with, yeah. even though all that 
super cringe happened. I that's, can see that's her, a valid point. I can see her doing that because oh well, but he did a good thing. This is his reward, and as a kind of a selfless act, right? Um, because it, that kind it of just it, bo- it does though bother me, and it really kind of and the way she still thinks that she wasn't there enough for Riley, right? And that it wasn't okay for her to be paying more attention to her mom who was in the hospital still yeah. just blows my fucking mind. Yeah, I didn't. I completely forgot about that line there too. That because like, yeah, Riley's big fucking problem was that she wasn't open enough to him, and it's like, yeah, yo, her mom's dying, you fucker. Right. Like maybe maybe your emotions aren't fucking the point here. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought we were gonna be spending most of this episode talking about uh, the super problematic nature of the idea of somebody using a real person's likeness as a sex toy without their consent. Oh, and I think that is impressively fucked up. The idea of that is impressively fucked up. Sure. And... But that didn't end up really being the center point of contention. Right. Certainly not within the episode, but from an outside perspective, that's an aspect that we definitely need to back up and argue for on Buffy's behalf. Right. And the the most it's even fucking talked about in the in the episode is Buffy, some of Buffy's response to the fucking robot. But like nobody else seems to back her up on those feelings. And the last line she says about it is that the thing was obscene. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it, it is. And everyone should be constantly talking about that. Like, that's fucked up. And maybe you should be concerned. It keeps making me think of this episode of Deep Space Nine. I can't remember if it's season one or season two, where uh, Julian Bashir, the doctor on Deep Space Nine. Well, OK, I'll, I'll back up. It's a weird space blob episode that invades the station. We don't know that until the end of the episode. Spoiler alert. We think it's a hologram for like the first two thirds of the episode that has manifested itself as Jadzia Dax, but not the real Jadzia Dax. It is Julian Bashir's fantasy of Jadzia Dax that is super into him and wants to boink him Mm -hmm. and is totally corporeal and is just showing herself off right in front of the real Jadzia. And the way that Jadzia handled it was interesting and probably bad for women. Right. In retrospect, because it kind of made me think, oh, well, Jadzia agrees that it was okay. Because what she said was after profuse apologies from Julian, who was had no control over this thing manifesting itself, he was like, I I apologize so much. I'm so sorry that you had to see that. And I'm so embarrassed. And she's like, no, you don't have to apologize to me. I feel like we've infringed upon your privacy, which is kind of like, so there is, it kind of makes me want to say, well, what's it matter if he's using somebody else's likeness? If it's not hurting anybody else, what they don't know doesn't hurt them. Yeah. And it's like, you wouldn't pirate a DVD. You wouldn't pirate a person. You wouldn't download a car. Fuck yes, I'd download a car. <laughs> right? So I, it's not sentient. There is 
And I, it's creepy, but is it 100% wrong? There's an avenue to, to discuss this that goes into a, a impressively problematic areas because it, it's a big question of like, okay, where's the line? Yeah. So let's say you have a circumstance where somebody has a crush on somebody, so they write fiction about that person interesting that, that's iffy but you know that's just a creative thing you know there's no likeness it's you know it's fantasy then you step it up with technology maybe they i don't know created some vr yeah, porn exactly and you know they go, happened to be a talented like, 3d modeler right and like you know how where does that line get where it's creepy yeah and this there's actually been this major debate about how the the line between for pedophiles in child porn or like hentai porn or vr like fake vr porn and things like that yeah there's this huge debate of like oh well if it's not real people what's the harm and it's like but there's there's got to be some sort of line there between even what's not real and what's real and like that's questionable gray area even vr porn has to at least pretend and write that all characters depicted uh, right are over 18 yeah and it brings up this whole question of the difference between fantasy and reality and it brings up the question of where does that line land between mm. someone's fantasy and someone else's reality and it, for certain areas it can be hard to judge where that line is this is one of those circumstances where like one character made a likeness of another character and it's cringy as fuck and i think because nobody's questioning that it's an unhealthy practice right like everyone knows that no that that is not a that Everyone's is not a like good and healthy oh yeah thing that's to fucked do. up but it's 100 percent my right to be fucked up like that is it though that's uh, a hard that's a hard fucking like, question your likeness is your likeness and I, sure you you can't let somebody buy that um you can sue over that shit and it, i it might be one of the few legal arguments i'll ever use to back up a moral argument right <laughs> well and if it's a it's a tough yeah, question it really is it ah. like <laughs> it's it's making me feel a little bit like xander i feel like i should be a hundred percent against it but there's still that little voice in my head that says yeah but it, what's it really hurting and it, like it's it's kind of the question of like okay like if he had just what if not let her escape from the lair what if <laughs> the words coming out of my mouth well and the, here here's another question you gotta like, keep your bitches tied down if <laughs> if it was a character uh, that just was really good at drawing like say it was Spike could draw really accurate pictures of Buffy but he's not actually looking at Buffy he's just imagining. He, and he knows what Buffy looks like, and he just can manage to make graphic art. Mm -hmm. You know, is that wrong? Yes and no. Like, it's I definitely... If portraying them in a distasteful way... Yeah. Like, I, I feel like the person being portrayed deserves to be... Like, people have to sign off on that yeah. shit. 
if you take pictures of random people in public, you can't use those professionally. This if you don't go up, you have to go up to them and be like, can you sign here, 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 and here so that I may use your likeness? And most people are like, oh, I'm going to be famous. No, you're not. But now and Jim Henson is, Studios owns your likeness. This is going to be <laughs> this is legitimately going to be a problem in the future. This very thing. I'm sure it already is in ways. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure it's, it's a problem in ways that we can't even fathom. It's it's probably a slippery slope argument. Like it it might be a blurry line now, but right. Yeah. It's one of those things where eh, but if we let that happen, it paves the way for a lot more fucked up things to happen so why don't we just fucking say if it's blurry then it's a no it needs to be a hundred percent enthusiastic consent or it's a fucking no i think that's probably where this conversation lands yeah it's i'd have to agree zero tolerance otherwise it's it's too it's too iffy there's a painful amount of iffy. Yeah. An uncomfortable amount of iffy. There. Woo! It took some work, but we got yeah, there. It's We got there, everybody. All in all, to get back to the actual fucking point that we're supposed to be talking about, did I like this episode? I found it somewhat entertaining. It was better than I thought, but I'm displeased that they didn't, that the point wasn't the point. They weren't making the point they were supposed to make. You, you took the words right out of my mouth in a completely different order and set of words. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. That, but, you know, say it differently. Imagine I said it differently. Do you have a quote of the day? Probably. Oh, absolutely I have a quote of the day. When Buffy responds to Xander, I am not having sex with Spike, but I'm starting to think that you might be. Because, <laughs> damn it, that was funny shit. Yeah. My, my quote of the day, I'm going to actually... Go with the interaction between Buffy, Bot, and Anya. How's your money? It's fine. Thank you for asking. <laughs> that would have been my runner-up. Absolutely. The enthusiasm. Like, at least somebody finally had the fucking class to ask Anya about her money. Seriously. That man. That poor woman needs more attention about her money. Yeah. Like, she spends a lot of time and effort thinking about her money, and that's a big passion in her I'm life only and no being half sarcastic i know it's, it's actually something that's important to her it no it is gives her a sense of a reason to live or something yeah. i don't know like i mean <laughs> hey every, everyone has a particular special interest yeah. and you know fucking ask people how their interest is yeah seriously just you know don't do it in a way like nate did <laughs> i was just thinking exactly <laughs> that same thing yeah fuck that guy we should drop last names on this podcast, yeah, too. Yeah, no, no. And occupations. Okay, no. we're not, not going to do that. There's a lot of Nates out there, though. Anyway. <laughs> so, yeah, this has been another episode of Beer with Buffy. Uh, don't forget to like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, join our Facebook group. Lots of fan interactions there. Uh, if you would like to get in touch with us, you can do that in a number of ways. You can do it via email or voicemail or texting to our phone number 269-743-0783 or you can also of course message us on facebook and twitter usually we respond pretty quickly uh if you would like to support our show the best way to do that is with itunes reviews uh written ones preferred but even just ratings are good or you know review us on any other platform possible if you do 
send us an email and we will send you a free sticker. We want you to get a sticker. We want to give you shit. Correct. Like, well, free shit. Well, yeah. Good shit. Uh, good shit. They're good stickers. They're actually like quality stickers. Yeah, somebody told me that one time. Um, if you would like to just purchase a sticker, you can do that too with beerwithbuffy.com slash shop. That's right. Aha, I got it right. But if you would prefer to just give us your money, you can do that with patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy where you can get to be one of our executive doodle-doos and we will read off your name at the start of the show. <laughs> And Josh will make chicken noises at you. <laughs> As always, thank you so much to JJ Treadway for opening closing transition music. This has been Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. Have a good night. I fight with weapons. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of which you enslave yourself to this, this cult. You don't like the color? <laughs>